This podcast is hosted by R Double P. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the movies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent him here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. We're already good. Welcome back, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. It's Gemma and Esther. This is uh, I Think My Fridge Is Haunted, a very creepy podcast for very creepy people. Back here once again. How are you going? I'm good. We're in a proper recording studio again. Our I know. Voices are going I love to it. Crisp and fresh, unlike. Head, Apple headphones in the living room. <laughs> uh, I've missed you. I've missed you. It's uh-huh. good to see your face. Thank you. Wow. And we've got our uh, trivia night coming up real soon, yeah. which we've been talking about and we're super excited about. We're hoping everybody uh, can get a ticket, if you're in Melbourne, of course, and come along because it's going to be a real fun night. And also it'll give people a good opportunity to um, prove how much of a true crime buff you actually are. And even if you're not a true crime buff, you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. And you're helping cats. And you're helping cats, Which of course. is the main thing. Yeah. This is all for cats. <laughs> everything goes to cats because cats deserve the best. Cats deserve everything and um, good for the cats. Yeah. Let's do it for the cats. Totally, totally. I mean, look, don't even get me started, but, you know, cat rescues do need a little bit more funding. 100%. Yeah. More than... Look, honestly, Look, don't pe- get me People started. can help themselves, but cats really can't. Exactly, you that's, know. That's what I always say. Exactly. Animals. We put these poor animals in horrible situations. They don't choose to be born on the street because mm. stupid owners haven't de-sexed their cats. And the list, I can go on and on. Uh, that's what, uh, on me on. too. It was like, once you get me started, it just kind of doesn't freaking end. So, you know what? Just come, come to, to the trivia. night. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some things. Have you watched Yellow Jackets yet? No. Oh, babe. I'm obsessed. Never heard of it. Oh, it's so good. It's on Paramount. No. Um, I have mentioned it to you one time before, but because it's on Paramount, like a lot of people don't have Paramount. I don't know what Paramount is. So you get it through Amazon Prime. It's one of the channels on Amazon Prime. Right. And we got it because we wanted to watch Dexter, Mm -hmm. the new series of Dexter. And I think there was another one we wanted to watch as well. I can't remember what it was. Um, anyway, so I'm like, oh, what's this show I've been hearing about? Yellow Jackets. It's so rad. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's about – it's set in – it's got it's on two timelines. Um, it's in the 90s and it's also in 2021. And <clears throat> it's this soccer team, this girls' soccer team, and they fly to the like this national championship type game thing or whatever, and they crash in the mountains, um, and they basically kind of turn into like a tribe, um, like very Lord of the Flies type. And they're all girls, and they're all girls. Well, there's a coach, and there's a couple of guys there that did are. They, did the guys get eaten off? Not at this point. Okay, but it's quite it's gory and stuff. And then it's. Uh, all of the people that were in the crash in 2021, like grown up, mm-hmm. Juliette Lewis is one of the grown up girls. Um, Christina Ricci is one of the grown oh, up wow. girls. It's really, really good. And they've got all these secrets. Like they've got this vow never to speak about what happened in the mountains. And they were in the mountains for a year and a half. So like really bad stuff happened. I can't wait. So it's, it. it's really, really good. I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm going to watch it again sometime soon when I've got time as well. Facts from the freezer. Facts from the freezer. So I've just got a couple of facts about blood because mm-hmm. that's fun. So nearly 7% of the body weight of a human is made up of blood, which surprised me. I thought it would be more than that. Wait, what? Say that again. 7% of the body weight of a human is made up of blood. Only 7? Yeah, I thought it would be more than that. So what? our bodies make 17 million red blood cells per second. So we're just constantly making blood. Yep. Our blood contains 
0.2 milligrams of gold. What? Weird. What? And another fact about blood is that the presidential car stores the president's blood type in the boot of the car just in case of emergencies. Whoa. I'm... Well, it didn't help in the assassination of what's his face, did it? Yeah, but it does. It doesn't. They're only I mean, storing they blood. They're not support. Brain. They're not. You know, just use my spare brain just in case I get shot today. I mean, have you seen the inside of the president's car? Did you? I think it was the Louis, Louis Thoreau did a. He um, he went in the car with Obama, and there's footage of Obama in the car with Louis, and I think it's. Louis. I don't think I've seen that one. And it's wild. The stuff they have in there, they've got a phone, they've got like a um, cocktail bar, they've got a little set of buttons that controls bombs and shit. Jesus. Um, this is going off memory. Um, I think he had a – I mean, I think it's funky just having a telephone in the car because, you know, <laughs> you're not really to have that. Presidents can get away with anything, obviously. Uh, fact from Freeza, let's see uh, – Dogs can smell a thousand times better than humans. Their noses have millions more scent receptors, for example. A human nose averages five million, while a dash hound's nose has 125 million, making them useful in sniffing out drugs, dead bodies, bed bugs, explosives, and more. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, that's why they have cadaver dogs that can smell like bodies 10 feet under the ground. I thought there was a body in my laneway the other day, but turns out the Chinese shop up the street for me was dumping all their old meat just outside my house. Wow, they're partying like it's fifteen ninety nine. Legit. I, there were so many flies. I don't even think that's legal. Is, like they that's legal. medieval time yeah, no, butchery. They, they were fined four thousand dollars. Oh shit. I was getting all conspiracy and saying to Sahan, Oh, there's a dead body somewhere somewhere in the neighborhood because I can smell rotting meat. Yeah. I don't know about you, but growing up in the peninsula or in any small town near any sort of bushland or whatever, you you, you you know the smell of dead things because if a, a kangaroo dies or there's a horse or a cow or something, mm. you know what the smell of a large dead body is. Mm. So I was I was like, yo, there's a dead... Someone's passed away in the apartment building. Yeah. It's bringing in flies, there's maggots. And the more I looked at the flies that were in my house and on my balcony, I'm like, these flies have eaten someone. They're full of someone's body parts i was um, getting more and more wrapped up in it turns out it was just rubbish so why weren't they just putting it in the bin um because uh i think their bins had run out of space and we had uh, the shared alleyway has huge big bins but they're all padlocked so they were just dumping their rubbish next to the bins but it's weird because that's not even just like rubbish like that's biological waste Oh yeah, they were doing it at like four in the morning. They were they were putting all their meat near my apartment. But yeah, crazy, stinky, stinky. I had this neighbor. You know, I used to talk about the the, the drug dealer across the road at my old house. Um, he used to put hard rubbish out on the street at like three o'clock in the morning. Everyone knew it was him. Oh, like yeah. everyone on the street knew who it was. But he still did it. Did he get away with it? Yeah. Well, that's why he did Because he moved. He moved away. Oh, well, he got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shall I go first or shall you? Um, is yours heavy? Yeah, it's a pretty – it's a downer. All right. You go first because mine is an upper. Okay, cool. So my sources are the Hollywood Reporter article by Scott Johnson, True Crime Daily, National Post article by Jake Edmison – a series of articles on vice.com, Wikipedia, all that's interesting.com, LA Times, Cinemaholic, and of course, the Daily Mail. Yes. And this case was a request from one of our listeners, Debbie. Okay, shout out to Debbie. And thanks uh, for waiting so long because you requested this ages ago. So, today we are going to talk about a giant loser called Blake Libel. Oh, God. Do you recognise that name? He's not the American or Canadian guy who killed the girl. Mm-hmm. The douchebag. And he, 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 complete douchebag. He douche was like back. a chef at one point? No, he wasn't a chef, but I think you know this one. Mm. Yeah. Massive douche. Like, yeah. if you looked up douche in the dictionary, he would There he up. is. And his <laughs> mugshot is, like, he's literally laughing in the mugshot. Uh, okay. Anyway. 
So he was born on May 8, 1981 in Canada. He was born into a really wealthy real estate family and his father was called Lorne Libel. And he was actually a, a former Olympic sailor. Um, you can, I'm sorry, you can't trust sailors. <laughs> I, every they're sailor, always shady, shady deals. They're always shady. They're all, if it's not them directly, they're connected to someone who's an, a shady piece of shit. Yeah. Can't trust a sailor. A woman in every town as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and his mother was an heiress to a company that spanned several generations called Alros Products. They were a plastics company. Great. And her, her name was Eleanor uh, Chytel Libel. Damn. Imagine having a rap as a name. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if his name is Liebel or Libel. I've been pronouncing it Libel. Anyway, Blake had a brother named Cody who would go into big game real estate like his father and he would also have interest in the music business. He opened like a small music like label mm-hmm. for, which didn't last very long but he was also into like um, he had shares in nightclubs oh, and he, he's that guy, you know what I mean? Well, his name's Cody. Yeah, <laughs> of Cody, Cody the nightclub is guy come from wealthy parents. Open his own music label. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I've got I'm a, shares I'm a in producer too. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, Cody. Um, and he was also kind of like, even though this was sort of before influencers, he was almost kind of an influencer. Like he would get guys to like film him oh. going around Beverly Hills with his sports cars. Like oh. he would have really expensive sports cars. Mm. Small penis too, I'm sure. (laughs) And he was also into sports while in comparison, Blake, his brother, was kind of more on the creative side Um, and he was more interested. He wanted to be a writer of like movies and books and stuff Mm -hmm. and he's kind of nerdy and one of his friends said he had these really big cool ideas but he could never really execute. Yep. So I guess he's maybe a little bit of a dreamer. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Lorne, their dad, was described as a womanizer and a player in the Hollywood Reporter article that I read. And he and Eleanor divorced when the boys were kids and they divided the family up with Cody going to live with his father in a really wealthy area of Toronto and Blake, the other brother, he moved in with his mother in a different rich area. Mm-hmm. Blake did not have a close relationship with his father and he's reported to have been closer with his mother but he was still kind of jealous I think of his brother's relationship with his dad because mm-hmm. I think Cody was like his dad's favorite and there was even a rumor that Lorne the dad bought Cody's cof- um, hockey coach a house mm-hmm. to ensure God. that his son got on the hockey team. So that's kind of where we're at. This is the kind of family that (laughs) they're coming from. So so frustrating. And dumb. Like Like, so dumb. uh, Just people with that sort of money. You know, when you and I, for example, are struggling. Mm. And I will always rent for the rest of my life. (laughs) And then a a, a, a hockey coach just being bought a house so this kid can play in it. It's just... Yeah, but, like, for one season. You know, it's so stupid. It's so, um... It's just... just, Shallow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so... Blake really wanted to get his writing career up and running. So he uh, moved to Los Angeles in 2004. In fact, both the brothers moved to Los Angeles. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, it's there that we find that he seems to have no problem at all getting chicks. Um, He seems to always have girlfriends and he actually does say, you know, women only like me for my money. If it wasn't for my money, I wouldn't sort of be with anybody. Right. Um, He's got an allowance from his family. He had something like $18,000 a month or something like that to live on. Like he had a lot of money. And... He, on the whole, seems to be pretty well-liked by most people, although some people in the interviews that I saw said that he would sometimes say really inappropriate things, like at parties. Like, he would talk about really random, violent sexual imagery, like... What? I don't know. What, like, rape? Like, um... 
Yeah, and like, you know, hanging people upside down and, you know, draining their blood and just, okay. just random sort of right. stuff. And he sort of um, hangs out with a certain crowd where there's a lot of money and celebrities. For example, his brother Cody, he played underground high-stakes poker. Oh and God. It's just the douchiest. Yeah. <laughs> and he hung out with a lot of really, really wealthy people and some celebrities too. And he dated – like he dated the actress Tara Reid. Okay. Um, Isn't Tara Reid a porn star? Um – no, she was in Sharknado. Oh. <laughs> well, she might be porn. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure she's a porn star. I'm going to look her up. She was in American Pie. Like, she was like a 90s teen kind of movie star. Right. Um, and he, Co- Cody, he's, a, he's part of a gambling ring called Molly Bloom's Poker, which was later made into a movie called Molly's Game. Yep. Starring Jessica Chastain. Oh, Tara Reid. Yeah, no, you're right. She's not a porn star. She was, um, yeah, American Pie. And she was in uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, she was the one that had, like, the oral sex moment. Remember, she, she'd nev- they'd never had sex, and then the boyfriend learned how to go down on a girl, and she's, like, oh, yeah. in her room and her parents are downstairs. That's I think her. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen that movie in years. We all know that movie. Um, and some of the people that are were allegedly involved in this um, Molly's Game underground poker ring were Middle Eastern real estate moguls, Silicon Valley inventors, and actors as well, um, like Leonardo DiCaprio, to- Toby Maguire, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Macaulay Culkin, and sports players like A-Rod, yep. um, Pete Sampras, the tennis player. Like There were some sort of big names allegedly involved in this and they were held in mansions or hotels like Trump Tower um, around Beverly Hills or Hollywood and they would be high price points high price point sex workers and like piles of cocaine on tables and things like that Um, and Cody is described as a whale which apparently in poker is a person that has loads of money but is not good at playing Okay. Anyway. So would that mean he'd be losing a lot of money, do you think? Or yes. he just doesn't know what the hell he's doing? Uh, yeah. it's repeated, It repeatedly comes up in the research that he's always losing money at poker. Oh but he just keeps playing. Um, but there's nothing to suggest that they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have people chasing him. He's just um, crap. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, not a surprise. He sounds like a... He sounds like crap. As long as he's having a good time and he's got money to back it up, I guess. So Blake meets this model called Amanda Brown in 2006. And she's kind of a party girl and sort of a socialite. And she liked the wealthy lifestyle. And before Blake, she had dated a guy called uh, Andrew Alchek, who was a hedge fund manager. And he was convicted of running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and he went to prison and he was killed in prison in 2010. So Blake and Amanda um, were quite different to each other and she liked to party where often like he would stay home and they get married and later they have a son. Right. So during all this, Blake is going after his movie writing dream. So around this time that he's man- um, married to Amanda, he wrote... And I think he directed it. It's this awful, awful movie called Bald. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like this. I, it, I saw a little bit of it, like a little preview of it. It's, Bald is in B-A-L-D or B-O-L-D? Um, B-A-L-D. So the tagline is the more you oh, – it's something like this. It was something like the more you are bald, the more you get head. No. no. <laughs> like it's awful. Is like it, Is it a porn? No, it's like supposed to be one of those kind of, you know, early 2000 boys comedy. It's awful. Like the bit that I watched of it, like it's got like zany music over the top and it's got all these really fast cuts in the edit and stuff. So, but if it didn't have those, you would be kind of like, I don't know if I'm. Oh, it looks terrible. It's awful, awful, awful. No money, no hair, no shame. Yeah. It, it sucks. Oh, 
terrible. <laughs> and then he starts, um, he directs a cartoon that is a spin-off of the 80s Mel Brooks comedy Spaceballs, which was a spoof of the Star Wars franchise. Yep. Um, again, watch the snippet, not particularly funny. Um, so he dedicates his time to writing this graphic novel called Syndrome. And it's apparently about this psychiatrist who's studying a serial killer. Um, And it includes imagery of murder, violence against women. In particular, there's this one illustration of a naked woman. She's got no head. She's lying on a bed that's completely soaked in blood. Right. So, fast forward, he's got married to Amanda. They have a son. In 2011, his mum accidentally, unfortunately, dies um, of cancer. And Blake doesn't go to the funeral with a friend saying that he couldn't handle it. What he does manage to handle, however, is um, the lawsuit that comes afterwards because he wants all of her money. <laughs> so she has a she has a twelve million dollar estate. Um, however, he only manages to get half of that, so he gets he gets six million, which is still. A bloody lot of money. It's a sizable amount of cash. You shouldn't be complaining. No. No. (laughs) So around this time too, um, some of his old college friends from Canada start to sort of distance themselves from him. They say that he's quite manipulative and toxic and they start to just, you know, not really hang out with him anymore. So a few years later... um, Blake leaves Amanda when she's pregnant with their second child. Uh, and this is in 2015. Leaves as in ends the relationship or leaves just goes on holiday or something? No, ends the relationship. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, and soon after, uh, he starts a relationship with another chick called Yana Kassian who's a 29-year-old taxation lawyer from Kiev in the Ukraine. Right. Now, it's unclear as to whether these relationships overlapped or whether he left Amanda uh, and then met mm. Yana afterwards. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, again, she's, she's absolutely beautiful. All the women that he's with are stunning. Yep. Um, it's not clear how Iana and Blake met. However, there was a rumour that some of Amanda's friends had looked into her and uh, online they found some images of, of her on a website that suggested that she had been an escort. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a theory that they, they met through an escort agency. And Blake tells Iana that his marriage is over and he's ready to move on, whatever. And they're, he and Amanda are still married. They're not yet divorced, but he had applied for divorce papers. So Iana totally falls in love with Blake and they start living a wealthy sort of luxury life. Mm. Uh, she tells her mother, Olga, in Ukraine um, all about how great he is. And after a few months, she finds out she is pregnant. So he's got two chicks that are pregnant with his children. Jesus. And they start to talk about getting married. He buys her a Mercedes and um, she really likes life in the US. It's much, much better than in Ukraine. So Olga, her mum, is really happy as well. Uh, And she comes over to the US and she rents a place nearby. Um, I'm not sure if she rents it or Blake rents it for her or whatever, but she's she's got like an apartment nearby. So... In early May 2016, Iana's baby arrives via C-section. Mm-hmm. And in the first few days, things seem to be pretty good. But Blake starts to change. He would keep the windows closed and the curtains drawn in their house. And Olga would open them up. And he made the place really cold with the air conditioner, like even in the baby's room. Weird. And he also smoked weed all the time in the house. So he's not letting in sort of any ventilation in that kind of thing. So he's being that guy. Anyway, so they would fight about his behaviour and Blake would tell Iana, just take the baby and go stay at your mum's place. Mm. You know, give me some space or whatever. 
But he was also really paranoid. So Blake texted to a friend that he was afraid that Russian mobsters were coming for him because his brother lost money at poker and he thought they would come for the whole family, like in vengeance. It turned out that his brother, Cody, he did owe about a million (laughs) dollars. But there's not a lot of evidence to suggest that this was a major problem. There is a suggestion that he's paranoid, Blake is paranoid, but it's not founded in this poker situation. It's actually about all the women in his life. So just after the baby is born, Iana's baby, um, a woman named Constance Bucafuri, who is a storyboard artist for some Hollywood movies, presses, presses charges against him for sexual assault. So it turns out she's his side chick. Okay. So he's broken up with Amanda and he's got two girlfriends on, on the go. Mm. But Iana is the one that he's sort of proposed to, that it's his, like, official girlfriend. It gets, it gets so – it's so complicated. It's so compl- because not only that, he still – has he officially divorced from the wife that no. he left with the baby? Yeah. No. Okay. There's a lot going on here. So she has said he sexually assaulted me at the house that he bought for me, which is just down the road from where he lives with Iana. Jesus. So Blake is arrested and he's taken into custody, custody by police. Allegedly when the police came, it all got a bit crazy and they tased him. And someone that was there said that he went completely mental, like Oof. in a completely different state of being. So Constance, his, the girl that he's having the affair with, said that the assault took place when she and Blake first started dating a few months before, and it happened on a few occasions. And he even infected her with an STD, which she had to get treatment for. And there's a whole side story about Constance. I'm not going to get into it too much because it doesn't really have to do a lot with the crime, um, but there's a lot of drama. Mm. So he had broken up with Constance and she wouldn't leave the house that he had bought for her and he was trying to get her evicted. And after that, Constance had contacted Amanda, his first wife, to bitch about the new fiancé, Iana, and they were trying to get her deported back to Ukraine. And Constance even had a private detective follow Blake and Iana um, when they went on holiday to Hawaii around uh, March 2016 to get sort of information about Yana. And then later, Amanda said that Constance became obsessed with her and her children as well. Damn, so they're just, no one is handling it. No one is handling any of this. No one is, is handling their scandal. Handle scandal. Handle the that, scandal. That's the title of the, the episode. <laughs> yeah. So Yana moves out of the place that she and Blake are sharing because she's just found out that he's having an affair. She's just had a baby. She's like, uh, this is crazy. Yep. But after a few days, she soon starts seeing him again. And he's released from police custody because Yana calls Amanda, his first wife, and together they post $100,000 bail to get him out. So even though there's been some issues, Yana wants to patch things up. But according to allthatsinteresting.com, she was still recovering from a C-section when Lybell threatened to leave her if she didn't have sex with him when he demanded. He also constantly asked her if if he could leave her for another woman. This guy is such a twat. This guy... She was so beholden to him that she agreed to let her newborn baby live with her mother in order to focus on her relationship with Blake. So I don't really know how that works out with, like, feeding the baby and stuff, but whatever. And Olga, her mother, said he was controlling her like a hawk. He wanted her to do everything he wanted. And I feel like there's a bit of, like, oh, the new baby is taking the attention away from me. Oh, completely. It's it's really interesting. Did you say that the other the ex-wife that was pregnant also had a C-section? 
No, I didn't say anything about her. But I, I don't know when she gave birth, but um, I think the the two babies have arrived by now. Right, right. But there's there's no information, sort of, to suggest whether he was part of his other kids' lives. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he's just too busy having affairs and smoking mm-hmm. weed. Yeah, yeah. So Olga and the baby are staying in an apartment not too far away uh, from the house that Iana and Blake are at. And on May 23rd, 2016, so she's given birth 20 days before, Iana and Olga are out shopping when Iana gets a few text messages from Blake and she's like, I've got to go, like, real quickly. Mm. After a couple of days of not hearing from Iana, Olga gets worried. Um, she's not picking up her phone. She's not answering text messages. She's so worried she even emails her because mm. she doesn't know what's going on. She goes over to the the house. There's no answer. So finally she calls police, but there's a really bad language barrier because she doesn't speak a great deal of English and it's really hard for them to understand what's going on. But they do send someone over. They knock the door and Blake opens the door a little bit and he's like, oh, yeah, Yana's fine. She doesn't want to see anyone right now. Like, she's can you just leave us alone? So the police just leave. Olga is not happy with this and she files a missing persons report and she asks the police to, come on, do a welfare check, Mm. at least see her face. So they go back the next day and the door is locked from the inside. And the reason that they know this is because they actually got a key from the landlord and they went to open the the door and it's like, latched from the like a manual latch from the inside so they actually break the door down to get in so at this point this is may 26 uh 2016 so olga hasn't seen iana for three days so when they get through the house to a bedroom the door is shut and locked and there's no sign of blake anywhere right and they knock on the door and they try to open it. They can't open it. They announce that police are here. Come out. Uh, they try to kick the door in, but it's been barricaded with furniture. And Blake is pushing against the furniture as well. And he starts yelling, Yana's not here. Go away. So he's trying to keep the police out of the bedroom. For some reason, at this point, he calls his accountant <laughs> and says, come over. Oh, my God. So the accountant gets there and Blake is like, I can't come out. I need my clothes. They're in the living room. Can someone get my clothes? So police go to the living room and they find some clothes and they look through them and they find Blake's passport and $4,000 in cash in the pockets. So they take those and they give him the clothes and he opens the door and he stands off to the side while they come in and he's just wearing boxer shorts. Mm. I don't know if he gets dressed on it. It doesn't even matter. So the police walk into the room and on the bed they see Iana and she's naked and but from the neck down she's covered in a Mickey Mouse blanket, probably one of her daughters. Her left forearm is across her stomach. There are no bedclothes on the bed, but there's a pillow next to her with an indentation of someone's head as if Blake had been laying next to her. She had severe trauma to her head. Her right ear and eyebrows have been cut off and one of them is actually next to the bed. Jesus. Uh, She was bruised, she'd been bitten and there was blood on the bed and on the floor around her. But not only that, she had actually been scalped from like her eyebrows to the top of the back of her neck. And there was blood on the mattress, the headboard, the drapes, and a lamp. So he had just been torturing her. Yeah. But does it remind you of anything? This is like the imagery in his book. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So which is why this is sometimes, he's sometimes called the comic book killer. Mm. And Blake is like, "Um, oh, I didn't realise that she was dead. Wow. (laughs) It's like he's... It's, it's almost like there were warning 
there were signs that he was entering some sort of psychosis. Closer and closer to this. Potentially. He was more paranoid. He was locking himself inside more. Like he was he was going through some some shit. Potentially. But two things. A, they found his passport in the cache, which shows that he was gonna do a runner. Yeah. Uh, secondly, like, it, I th- he probably thought, oh, they're going to hand me my clothes. I'll just jump out the window and I'll go. Mm. But they took that stuff, you know, and he couldn't go anywhere. Uh, but also he was assessed by a psychiatrist when he was taken into custody and, and he was seen as um, – they did put him on suicide watch, but he was seen as sound, sound enough to go th- to trial. So one of the weirdest parts of the crime scene was that even though there was blood on the scene, there was almost literally no blood in Iana's body. So like he had drained her? Yeah. And his comic books had also like depicted scenes of like bloodletting and Mm. things like that. So, you know, he's obviously got an interest in this type of thing. The police found a fair bit of blood evidence within the rest of the house, though, Mm. including in the two bedrooms and other locations. It looked to them like Blake had tried to wipe the walls down and also had moved furniture around to cover up evidence. Mm. Um, They used luminol and the whole place just lit up. Are there photos? Uh, Yeah, there's photos. Not of the body that I could see, but of after she was removed, there's photos. Um, they also found a paring knife and a bloodied razor that may have been used to mutilate the body. What's his surname again? Uh, Libel. It's L-E-I-B-E-L. So they see that there's a garbage chute in the upper level of the house. So they go down to the basement and there's a stack of garbage bags filled with evidence. So, I mean, he'd not got rid of it, he just put it in the garbage chute like no one's going to find it in the basement. Uh, the bed sheets are in there covered in blood and they also find oh some of her body parts, including her ear. Um, I think they found one of her other eyebrow and they, they never found her scalp. What do you mean? He didn't put it in the garbage. I don't know what he did with it. How old, how long had she been dead? Uh... I would say about two days, I would presume. Damn, this is fucked. We'll put the photos on Instagram, so by the time you guys listen to this, just head over to our Instagram and we'll show the photos. But I'm looking at the some of the pictures now, and the, like Gemma said, the apartment is completely glowing under fluorescent, mm. under black light from all the blood. It's It's... Insane, and he's a disgusting-looking man. Oh, he's horrid. He's absolutely disgusting. He's creepy. And she is stunning. Stunning woman. And happy-looking, too. So And smart. She's a lawyer. Anyway, another interesting thing that they found is that they found, like, one of the sheets. I think it was, like, the bed, like, Valance, like, you know, the sort of the bit that goes kind of underneath the mattress that has the frilly bits that hang down the mattress on the bed. Type thing. Yeah. They find a bloody handprint and it's missing the top of the little finger and Blake is actually missing the top of his little finger. Um, but he's still trying to make out that he doesn't know anything about this. Um, Detective Robin Martindale said he had never seen a crime scene quite like this one. He said of Blake Libel, he didn't care that she was dead. It was kind of that sociopath type of look on his face. Like, I don't care she's dead, I didn't do it. He had no feelings whatsoever. And also another thing that they uh, discovered was that he had been getting food delivered to the house by like, you know, menu log or, Mm. you know, Uber Eats or something like that. But he had used her phone. I think to make it look like she had been alive the whole time. So an autopsy report was released on September 20, 2017. So the autopsy took forever, like over a year. And it listed uh, Iana's causes of death as exsanguination and head trauma. So 
it does suggest that she was alive during a lot of the mutilation and she was just bleeding to death really slowly over the course of like half a day. That poor girl. In court, Libel was charged with murder, torture, mayhem and aggravated mayhem to which he pleaded not guilty. Like the evidence is all there and he's still pleading not guilty. His family refused to pay for a lawyer So he was allocated a public defender. And in fact, a lot of his family and friends, like no one would stand up as a character witness. Like no one wanted anything to do with him after this. That's great. Um, His brother was present for sentencing, Mm. um, but he wouldn't make any statements. And also present was Amanda, his first wife as well. Bet she felt guilty. Well, it could have been her. No, it was 100% him, but... No, no, no. She could have been. Who, who oh, knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows how long he's had this fantasy in his head? Well, look at this. I just looked up the comic book, Syndra. The front cover is of a baby with its scalp missing. Exactly. It's just... He's just lived out his fantasies, I think, in... Completely. In some sort of psychosis or some sort of mental breakdown or... Piece of shit. A spoiled piece of shit. Yeah. I'm glad his parents didn't contribute anything. But it, it kind of reminds me of, um, what's that famous case of the two brothers that killed Oh, yes. They just came from wealth and like. Yeah, I know the one that you mean. I can't remember the names of them, but I do know it. Two, Rodriguez? No, not Rodriguez. Yeah, it's something like Rodriguez. Something like that. The two. I'm, the name, one of them was called Adam, I think. Yeah, they they accused their father of like sexually assaulting them for years. That's why they killed both the parents. But yeah, they came from super wealth. So jurors took less than four hours to convict him as guilty to the charges of first degree murder, aggravated mayhem, and torture. Um, although uh, the, some one article said four hours to find him guilty, and another said ninety minutes. <laughs> In any case, it wasn't long. He was given a life sentence in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Deputy District Attorney Beth Silverman said he got what he deserved. Olga told a news conference that she wished Libel's family had offered condolences to her, but apparently there was nothing from them. So they didn't support their son when he was convicted but also they didn't support their granddaughter as well so didn't didn't call to say i'm sorry for what my son did do you need financial aid so where is she now is she just with the mum well the little girl went back to ukraine to live with olga and it said her aunt so i'm going to presume olga has another daughter they're taking care. So I don't know where they are at this point, considering everything that's happened in Ukraine. God, heavy. But they went back to Eastern Europe. According also to the National Post, the prosecution opted not to seek the death penalty, um, in part because Libel didn't have a prior criminal record, but also because of the massive backlog of inmates awaiting execution Mm. in California. So he's currently serving his sentence at the California Correctional Institution and later Olga filed a wrongful death lawsuit against him and in 2019 he was ordered to pay her $41.6 million. But I don't know if that ever happened. Who knows? You would just want to drain him of everything. Exactly. You just want to... He deserves nothing. Yeah, what a piece of shit. So that's the story of uh, the comic book killer. Disgusting. Awful, awful I guy. If he, I wonder if there's any reports of him torturing animals or anything as a that's kid. That's what I was wondering as well. I didn't read anything along those lines. It's really, really interesting, but horrible, horrible. Yeah. Super sad. Mm. Well, guys, um, my story is complete opposite. 
and it'll leave Good. you hopefully with a smile on your face because I've 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 been looking into this and going this is kooky and crazy and funny as hell. Is it a follow up to uh, Furbies? Is it, what are the Furbies up to these realm. days? No, Furbies are still on its killing sprees. Yeah, <laughs> for the government mass amounts of children <laughs> across the globe. <laughs> no, this one. Okay, my sources are from the Collider, Wikipedia, Esquire. I uh, a guy on TikTok called. Paras Yakutok. Why do TikTok people always have these unpronounceable hey, names? They're never like the drama squirrel or right? something. Pete, it's just yeah. Um, but he he, it's funny. I'll, and I'll post his t- TikTok in the um in the Instagram. He says it really creepy, like he makes out that this is really scary, and in a way, it kind of is a bit scary. Okay, but I love it as well because <laughs> it's so funny. So I'm doing. Let me do my little intro first, guys. The Simpsons, one of the best animated TV shows, in my opinion. Oh, mine as well. I was raised on The Simpsons. 100%. You probably were too. Totally. Six o'clock every weekday, the best. Yeah. Um, Was first aired in America as part of the small section on The Tracy Ullman Show in 1987. Oh, really? I I thought it was Saturday Night Live. I think it's kind of the same, same thing. Same, similar type of, like, show. Um, After three seasons, the sketch was developed into a half-hour prime show that became Fox's first series to land in the top 30 ratings in a season between 1989 and 1990. Since its debut in December 17th, 1989, 725 episodes of the show have been broadcast. It is the longest-running American animated series, longest-running American sitcom, and the longest-running American scripted primetime television series, both in terms of seasons and number of episodes. A feature-length film, The Simpsons Movie, was released in theatres worldwide in 2017, um, which grossed over $527 million. Do you mean 2007? Did I say 17? Yeah. 2007. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers. That, yeah. Um, I rem- and then it, it had another movie that I haven't watched because it seemed really shit. The movie was crap. Stick to the, the old Simpsons. Oh, 100%. Before. Not the old, 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 but not kind the, of like that OG. first kind of like year sort of two to ten. Totally. That's your classic golden years. Golden years. Yeah, golden years. So, why am I talking about The Simpsons today, guys? I feel like I I know. You know? Mm. I think a few of you would probably know too. Okay, so so since The Simpsons have made an extremely famous and internationally loved and acclaimed name for themselves ever since they aired back in the 80s, weird shit has been happening. And we have proof. Mm Mm-hmm. The predictions the show have been making as far back as 10 years ago have been coming true. So the real question here is, are the writers time travellers, can they see the future, or are they related to um, Nostradamus? <laughs> or they have the, um, that, what is it, that, the, uh, the calendar? What's the famous? Mayan? Mayan calendar. I don't know, man. I, there shit, could, there's man. definitely aliens involved. It's weird. And I'm, I'm going to go through some of the weird ones. And it's hard to describe on a podcast, obviously, because you'll need footage. But most people have seen most Simpsons That's episodes. True. So, guys, you're going to have to kind of sit back and go through your memory archives. I hope you enjoy The Simpsons as much as we do. We were raised on it. So mm. if, you're, if you're younger than us, then it's probably skipped. But I'd say it's most of our listeners probably grew up with the Simpsons. Although um, I, I think Simpsons at Simpsons, it it really kind of grows with the time mm. because I was actually watching this video a couple of days ago on YouTube about the Simpsons. And remember back in the day, like when they would have like flashbacks to when they were in high school and it was like disco and seventies and stuff. Yeah. Well, now when they do flashbacks to when Marge and Homer were in high school, there was one where like she was in a play about Y2K. So now we're in there, they're in high school and it's like the late nineties. Mm. Wait, what? They're changing it. So making Homer and Marge younger than what they are. So Homer, Marge, all the characters in The Simpsons, they never age. Yeah. So when they go back to 
talking about high school, mm. like it's always 20 years prior. Oh, no, that's weird. Isn't it weird? No. This is why the new seasons are weird. Yes. It's, everything's weird about it. Oh, God. Mm. No, so a lot weird. of people have opinions about that. Like old school Simpsons fans, they're like, well, no, they went to school in the 70s, so it should always be that. It should always be that. That's how Marge and Homer met. Yeah. And some of the best episodes came from when they were back in like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Damn. But now when no, they're teenagers, weird. they're – yeah. Anyway. Weird. All right, guys, I'm going to go through some of the predictions, which are crazy. Um, the first one and probably one of the most famous was Trump presidency. 100%. This is bizarre. Don't know how they did it. So, And we laughed. Oh, yeah. Because it was so bizarre it was just like, to oh, think. As if. As if. That made, of course, it's such a thing the Simpsons would do, make Trump president. Like, classic. A joke. So funny. Imagine that. So the episode Bart to the Future, season 11, um, episode 17, which premiered in 2000, um, Bart Simpson saw his and his sister's future. Uh, in the future, the leader of the country was Lisa Simpson. Lisa mentioned that the United States was tasked with fixing economy after former Donald Trump's presidency. Not only was Trump elected president in 2016, but one scene from the show looked as if it was almost replicated in real life. In the same episode, a crowd of people watched as Donald Trump descended an escalator. Mm -hmm. In reality, President Dump, President Trump... also descended an escalator with First Lady Melania Trump while a group of supporters watched in the background. The exact same camera angle as was in The Simpsons from the exact escalator. Um, I saw it. It's weird. It's weird. And then the weirdest part in The Simpsons, there's a, there's a, a fan of Trump. A, a supporter. Person, supporter with a sign. And he drops the sign. And then in the real footage taken in 2016, there's a guy there who also drops a sign. Really? Just as Trump is going down the escalator at the exact moment that was in The Simpsons. That's weird. They both drop the sign. It's it's the exact setup as Trump waving as he go to, goes down the escalator. Melania is two steps back from him. Kid drops a sign identical i suppose the only explanation really is that he said wouldn't it be funny if we completely replicated that scene where we were in he is too dumb no he is too dumb but you know unless he said we should do that scene in real life and then he clicks at someone and says make it happen yeah i mean i don't know if he's a simpsons fan but weird shit next one controversial this one's controversial okay the pandemic. Oh. So in 1993, The Simpsons first aired the episode Marge in Chains, which was season four, episode 21. The episode focused on Marge, uh, Marge charged with shoplifting and forced to serve prison time. The rest of Springfield caught the Osaka flu after a shipment of products reached Springfield. So the Osaka flu caused a similar pandemic as the COVID-19 pandemic. Really? And this is in 93? Yeah. Um, It originated from a different country. Obviously, in The Simpsons, it's from Japan because it's Osaka. Um, Yeah. And it made its way to America. In addition, the episode didn't have a treatment immediately available. Mm -hmm. And the doctor of the episode recommended that the patients get some bed rest, similar to how the scientists were still testing out their vaccine to prevent COVID-19 virus. And the episode's really, it's, it's quite funny. I mean, if they did it now, it would be, obviously, times have changed and it's racist. Mm. But at the time, they had these factory workers in Japan, these two guys coughing a virus and you see the virus come out of their mouths. They cough it into a box. Yeah. And then Homer opens it up in his living room and this virus floats out. Oh, I remember that one. It's so stupid. But it looks like COVID virus. Like, it's it's just funny. But it's weird. It's kooky. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Murder Hornets is the next one. 
Okay. Um, in the same episode that The Simpsons predicted a pandemic, they also gave clues to another outbreak. During the episode Margin Chains, a crowd of people demanded that they wanted a placebo to cure their illness, which was the Osaka illness. When one of the members of the crowd pointed at a truck that could hold the placebos, the crowd knocked the truck over, re- re- releasing a swarm of killer bees. Similar to around the same time as the COVID-19 outbreak, there were reports of Asian giant hornets appearing in the US, a type of killer bee. The Asian giant hornet was claimed to be a threat to the bee population and was reported that they could destroy an entire bee colony, as mentioned by the New York Times. Yeah, that was in the late 90s, wasn't it? People were like, the killer bees are on the move. Like oh, there was they would... another bout that came out during COVID. Right. Yeah, I feel like every few years there's new killer bees that, like, there's a swarm. Yep. Uh, but you never really hear about people encountering them. Uh, or do you? I uh, know. No. Uh, it's, to me, it's kind of biblical when you hear of, oh, my God, the hornets are out. I always think, hey, here we go. People mm. are going to be like, it's the end of times. Okay, next one. Tom Hanks endorses the U.S., now, I love Tom Hanks. Mm. I would take a bullet for Tom Hanks. <laughs> no joke. He is, he's the man that will save the world. Right. I love him. Fucking love him. So in the Simpsons movie in 2007, 2007 what's wrong with me? <laughs> Actor Tom Hanks made a cameo appearance during a commercial scene that the Simpsons were watching. During the commercial... A father took his two children to see the Grand Canyon, but his daughter was unimpressed by the landmark and requested for there to be a new Grand Canyon. <laughs> next, <laughs> next, Hanks enters the scene starting that the, stating that the US government lost its credibility. So it's borrowing, borrowing some of mine. <laughs> In 2022, one year after the President Joe Biden's presidency... I wrote that wrong. Hanks appeared in the commercial stating that America's determination as they endured the economic hardships caused by COVID-19 pandemic. Um, The video focused on America's theme of rebuilding its economy and highlighting the success of Biden's administration so far. So they basically just had Tom Hanks being like, it's going to be okay. Mm, mm, I'm mm. here to tell you it's going to be okay. But I think like, you know, he, he, he is that he is that guy that's going to make everyone feel like it's going to be all right. You know, like completely. Morgan Freeman is that totally. guy as well. Totally. You could if I yeah, if I had 3 months to live, I would like to be told that by either Tom Hanks or Morgan Freeman. Right. Because I would feel better about it. <laughs> okay, next one. The Ukraine crisis. Oh. The episode The Simpsons Tide, season 9, episode 19 premiered in 1998. In the episode, a, representa- a representative of each country met the United Nations um, and were discussing each of the country's plans. The representative from Russia claimed that they wanted the rest of the countries to assume that the Soviet Union was in the past. Following that, the scenes of the Soviet Union flag hung as well as the soldiers lining up. This tragic prediction is believed to be the latest that came true in 2022. Hmm. Russia had seized control of... Crimea in 2014. Am I saying that right? Crimea. Crimea, yeah. Um, in February 2022, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and attacked Ukrainian citizens with airstrikes. The Simpsons showrunner mentioned that this prediction did, doesn't compare to some of the show's trivial predictions, but rather from the ongoing tensions evident throughout history, which is fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. This one's weird. Um, in episode New York versus Homer Simpson in 1997. Four years before 9-11 happened, Bart can be seen in the front of a magazine that says New York um, with a large $9, so it's got nine, huge font, and then um, right in the centre of the magazine, so it's $9 in the centre. Then in the background you can see the Twin Towers. So it literally looks like 9-11. 9-11. It's weird. That is weird. It's weird. I just think it's like, it, sure, you can be like, oh, well, anything's suspicious if you if you really look at it. You can look at anything and be like, oh, that door is grey. Grey means this. And but it's super obvious oh, though. Weird. That's too weird. Nine dollars. Why was mm. there was was it saying that the magazine was worth nine dollars? 
That seems like it's a, a lot for the nineties. On a magazine in the first place, just a huge nine bucks. Yeah, take up the front cover, and I'll and I'm not exaggerating, guys. I will post it on Instagram. It's literally the magazine nine, and then the twin towers in the background saying eleven. It's weird. That is too weird. Um, the next one is called the God Particle. Mm. So scientists tried for decades to work out what is called the God Particle. And this particle gives other particles mass. Um, it's a thing our universe is said to be made out of. This particle was discovered in 2012 u- using a large hydrogen collider. Okay, This is all mumbo-jumbo that none of us understand because it's done by bloody science stuff scientists and physicists and all that shit so what does this have to do with the simpsons you may ask well in 1998 episode wizard of evergreen terrace homer can be seen drawing an equation on a chalkboard which actually describes the nano mass of the god particle 13 years before it was discovered by scientists how the hell it's wild that okay that can't be explained it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. And there's footage of Homer writing this equation on a chalkboard. It hasn't been edited. It's just a cut from a scene. It's I can't remember in the episode. I think he's I think he gets really he's trying to solve something to do with donuts because he's also <laughs> drawn donuts all over the chalkboard, but but in there he's written the bloody right the equation that only 2012 was discovered by scientists and it was and we know for sure that it's definitely not been updated edited like remember on the last season of game of thrones daenerys had the starbucks next to her did they edit it out well you can't get that episode anymore because after people the next day everyone was like oh my god the starbucks cut so every episode that played after that and the dvds um you there's it's gone it's like red. Never red. to be seen again. Damn. No, well, this one, I'm pretty sure it has not been tampered with. Strange. How odd. Real weird. That's a weird one. And then the last one I have, there's there's plenty more, but these are the notable ones I've written. I find um, it frustrating as well, like, because they're so flaming obvious. Well, it's scary. to me it's scary mm. because The Simpsons is so unreal. It's so against real life. That if they're predicting things, it's scary to watch The Simpsons and be like, well, fuck, there's fucking aliens flying around. Mm. Um, there's what else? Is, what else happens in The Simpsons? Everything. Fucking zombies. Like, there's shit that happens in The Simpsons that you don't want to, obviously, you don't want to happen in real life. So mm. It's scary. Mm. Um, Disney buys Fox, which is another one. Two decades before it came true, the series predict- predicted that Disney would buy Fox. Which... 20 years ago was a big prediction because big prediction. Disney was just busy being Disney. Yeah. It was 20 a really years ago. thing to think about. It was. Like, Disney was just producing cartoons and just being Disney. But now Disney owns everything. Um, now Disney owns the Kardashians. Like, it's just – it's bullshit. It's crazy. Mm. And then, like, there's, there's, uh, there's other predictions. Like, um, they predicted years ago that Lady Gaga would fly across the stage um, strapped into a – Flying. Oh, like at the Super Bowl? Yeah, and then she did it at the Super Bowl. Mm. Stuff like that. Which mm. you could pass off as maybe Lady Gaga watched that episode. Maybe she's like, a fan and she'll be like, great idea. let's do, do that. that. But weird stuff. And it, it But like you out. said, like Trump, he's he's not smart enough to do that. He's not. It's just the details. Like if you saw the footage, which you will, it's it's the way that they I think the Trump one is the biggest one. Oh, 100%. Like, when people say the Simpsons are predicting stuff, everyone remembers the Trump one. It's scary. And I've wanted to cover that one for a while because it's short and sweet, but it gets you going, hmm. And, you know... um, It drives me nuts, though. How so? I don't know, just because it's unexplainable. Unless you were so far into, like, the Illuminati... Yeah, it's scary. It's it stresses me out a bit. That's what I'm saying. Who in the department of creating The Simpsons is is thinking up all these ideas? Like, or is, is someone, there someone is, is someone super intelligent to be doing fucking equations that are, you know, to be discovered ten years later that attribute to 
what the universe is made of. And if so, that in a Simpsons episode. Yeah, why? What's the point? Just tell us the truth. How was? How was? When is the world going to blow up? When's the next world war? Well, not right now, but it's very odd. Scary man. Scary. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Mm. Your story was heavy, heavy, and it's it's crazy. The the it doesn't matter how much you research crime, true crime, and how much you're exposed to true crime. No matter, you still come across stories that are so fucking disgusting that you just walk away and go, oh, my God, we're all doomed. Mm. People are, you can't trust anyone. But, you guys, you can trust us. I don't want to leave this episode as, like, a, a downer. But um, Oh, that's why people come here. That's on you. It's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's just on them. They're the fridges. <laughs> Look, we love our followers and our supporters and our listeners. And thank you so much, guys, for still listening and and being awesome yeah sharing our little podcast around yeah cheers dudes thanks for the messages of love too we love seeing how many people get excited that an episode is released or the story is covered and also just something just popped into my mind that i want to mention as well at our true crime trivia night on the 2nd of july um if there's time at the end um i'm gonna dj a daggy disco (gasps) and gemini's gonna do a rap i'm not Probably going to do a rap. Depends how much you drink. <laughs> a daggy disco? Yeah. So it's going to be like MC Hammer. Oh it's going to be a bit of Britney. So you are so funny. Yeah, it's going to be fun. There's going to be some Millie Vanilli in oh there. Maybe some new kids on the block. You're such a dag. Has to have right. New kids it's on the basically going to be like Ever. driving me in, driving with me in the Honda. It's your it's your driving playlist that to- you're just making everyone else listen to. Girl, you know it's true. I can't fucking wait. You guys <laughs> better be there, all right? We're helping the cats. So don't feel like your money's going to us because it isn't. It's going to the cats. Tote's not going to us. We're not even getting petrol money. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. We're just having fun with you guys. Anyway, you guys, until next week, you know how it goes. Be creepy. But don't be a creep. Similar to around the same time as the COVID-19. Release the dogs. It's ridiculous. With the bees in the mouth. (laughs) God, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Homer's so good. I love Homer.